What's up, Jets fans, and welcome back to yet another edition of the Jets stream. My name is Jesse Finver, and as always with me, Connor Sheeran is with us. Connor, uh, I wouldn't, you know, we, we joked like we might as well just start, start calling this podcast Rock Bottom. We're not there yet. Rock Bottom was last year with Adam. Rock Gase. Bottom was last year. Um, this is just frustrating and like part of being a rebuilding franchise and just really being just a bad franchise. Um, this is a no excuses episode. There are no excuses. I'm not making a single excuse for anybody on the jets today. Um, it, it really was from start to finish against the Broncos, just an absolute shit show. And that's how we're going to treat the, the, these episodes. As long as this team keeps on playing this way. I mean, it's just been really, really disappointing week after week. And, and listen, expectations weren't high, Connor. <clears throat> they weren't. No, no, they weren't. But I, I thought that there'd be a little bit more competitive fire, especially from the offense. You know, the defense through three games is played solid. You know, they're they're I think they're ranked 10th overall yeah. in 10th, defense. 10th or 11th or something, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. But this offense just can't do anything. And there's a lot of issues with it that we're going to get into um, that you all listening are well aware of. You know, we're not going to be telling you much that you don't already know. This is just somewhere to come and be pissed off about the Jets. That, that's, exactly. That's what we want to be for you guys right now. Um, especially we don't have a guest today. Uh, we just felt that, uh, you know, we didn't want anybody. <laughs> I don't want to push my troubles onto some poor, like, guest, you know? Yeah. Like, I, and, I don't and want, I, like, a beat writer coming on and we just complain the whole time. That's, like. Exactly. They hear, they hear enough of that in their Twitter mentions. They don't need two people on a podcast doing it, too. Like, exactly. You know? And, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. But, I mean, it's like, what is there to say about Sunday other than, like, we've seen it before. And normally, it's weird. Because normally, I'd, like, walk away from a game like that. Also, also what made it worse was that we had to sit around till 4 o'clock to wait for that game. Because yeah, it was, was in Denver. I hate when they do – when they and I understand why they have to. Because it's on – the Western time or Denver's in the mountain time, but whatever. Like, I understand why they have to do that, but it just makes it so much worse because you're waiting around for it. And there was no point like before kickoff where I thought that like they were going to like win that game or anything like that. But I mean, I didn't know. I didn't think they'd get like embarrassed like they did. Like, yeah. I didn't think they would get shut out. And it, I mean, it's like, like you said, the defense played not well, but like, I don't know what you can expect from them when the offense is doing absolute, absolute shit, you know, yeah. and giving them no help whatsoever. So, so, um, by the way, real quick sidebar before we, before I build off that thought, does that mean the game started at two Oh five for them? Yeah. In interesting. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I think that the main takeaway I had is just on offense. There's just a million mistakes. And and shooting themselves in the foot, uh, whether it was on that field goal, uh, that that bomb that Amendola hit that got negated. I think it was a 55 plus yarder that he, I think a 58 yarder. It was, close, got, it was close to it. It was in the 50s. Yeah, that got negated because of a, a false star, a delay of game uh, and then all the drops. And I think that's like the biggest thing that Jets fans are harping on and uh just frustrated with right now yeah. is the lack of, you know, the issue with Sam Darnold was that he didn't have any talent around him. He just didn't. Um, you know, we saw what he was able to do when he had a little bit, when he had like Robbie Anderson, his rookie year, he played the best of it uh, before this season. It was the best like he'd, he'd played. Um, you know, he didn't have mono or anything like that. Right. Yeah. And Chris Herndon when Chris Herndon was good. Yeah. <laughs> he, and he was playing well. So, yeah, he had some – you saw flashes, but, you know, then things started going south when they didn't re-sign Robbie Anderson and all these different things. And, you know, the Jets came into the season thinking, all right, we're, we're, we were drafting this rookie quarterback. We're going we're gonna to sign a veteran wide receiver who's going to be able to be a safety blanket for him. We're going to draft a wide receiver who can be a dynamic playmaker. We're bringing back Jamison Crowder. Uh, we're signing Tyler Croft to help out with the tight end position because this coach likes to play a lot of 12 personnel. Um, and so far, everything is they could possibly go wrong for this offense has gone wrong. It, yep. It's been it's been one hit after the other. First of all, Zach Wilson 
he 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 played better than he did against the Patriots, no doubt about it. It was the polar. It was the reversal of the Patriot game. Like the right, Patriot, the Patriot safe. game, the Patriot game. Everyone around Wilson played fine. Like we, we we talked about last week. Everyone around Wilson on the offense, everyone on the team, with the exception of Wilson, played well enough in that Patriot game to win that game. Like we talked about. Yeah. It this week it was the reverse. Like Wilson played well enough to win that game. I think. You to know? an extent, yeah. To an I extent, mean, yeah. He didn't, play, he didn't play fantastic, but it wasn't a helped. great game. He wasn't helped. So, like, there are multiple plays. There, were, I mean, there's just a lot of drops. That's the biggest issue here. Where you know, he ball ball going through receivers' hand. Like it was, it was Mike. Uh, it was Michael Carter on that fourth down. Corey Davis on that third down scramble to the left side where he threw down the sideline. You know, Perfect pass. It was a great pass, but they were like, oh, yeah, the defensive back like got his hand in there. I don't care. The ball is right at your chest. You got to make that play. Box him out. Create some separation. You, you need to make plays for your quarterback. And this isn't the first time that Corey Davis has – like he had a number of plays where, you know, you're looking at him. You're like, no one's open. No one – he's not getting open. Then Elijah Moore gets hurt. It was just a, a comedy of errors. It was embarrassing. Um the play calling was poor. It's just really, it's really frustrating. And I gave LaFleur the preseason, the first two weeks. And by like week three, four or five, you really start to see like what this, what your team that you root for is going to be like. Um, As Jets fans, we are veterans of, of seeing just shit of pain of pain. And so (laughs) no one's better equipped other than maybe Browns fans, because they're actually experiencing success. And right Lions now. fans. And say. Lions fans, who had an even ooh, worse ooh, loss than okay, we did. Uh, let, me, let, me ask you that real, let me ask you that real quick. Would you rather be the Lions and lose on that play Jets, or lose like the Jets? Jets did? The yeah. Jets. Yeah, you think so? Least, yeah. But at like, least the Lions, competed with a ve- the, the Lions competed with a very good team. Yeah, no. They're 0-3, and at least they're competing with teams. Nah, I, I want, I'd rather be uncompetitive and know my fate. <laughs> right away then get my heart ripped out um That's, i still can't believe that it's an nfl record like they said he they lost on an nfl record kick and it not only was it a record <laughs> it hit off the crossbar and bounced over that's way worse like um, only, all, that would only happen to the lions yeah like, well i could see that in the jets too uh and ethan would say and even ethan would say the giants and brett would say the giants and steve yeah. and everybody Everybody, Nick, Nick, everybody who is the Giants fan would be All like, "Yeah, that happens." Slowly in fact, losing it, their sanity, Giant fans. In fact, it has happened to them multiple times over the last couple of years. Like they've lost True. on last-second field goals. Whether it was True. the Eagles on that 61-yarder, or this season, uh, last year, like this season, they lost on a, a game-winning field goal to Atlanta, which was this past week, right, or two weeks ago. Yeah, Sunday. Then, it was Sunday, yeah. And then Tampa, they lost on the last-second field goal last year. I mean, just <laughs> wasn't Turtle. great. Yeah, not great for them either. So we all understand that. But uh, this was just – it just wasn't good, Connor. I, no. I, I'm not like – I'm not like being very profound here, I know. Um, but the Jets don't really provide us a lot of uh, – <laughs> they don't give us a lot of room to be profound. and, and give Like it, it's, it's just really simple. That's what it is. Uh, this team is struggling on offense. And it's overachieving on defense, and that's not gonna get, that's not gonna do anything for you in in the NFL, no, uh, at all. I think the so we talked about the wide receivers, um, like we we brought that up, but as big, just as big of an issue with the wide receivers is still the pass protection. Zach, uh, Zach Wilson, he's on pace to be sacked 85 times this season, and with um, no and with no veteran QB to back him up, I mean. Yeah, for those of you counting tra- at home, that's a train wreck waiting to happen. For those of you counting at home, that would be an NFL record by um, a lot. So, uh, I, I think was this the week the post game where uh, Van Roten threw him under the bus? Yeah. Okay. I, and and that original quote that I think we all jumped on that Connor Hughes tweeted out was taken a little bit out of context because he's trying because yeah. because he tweeted because. Connor Hughes tweeted out just the portion where Van Roten said, uh, he said, um, was just like, yeah, Zach's got to learn to get the ball out better. But the rest of the sentence is, and yeah, we've got to protect him better, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, it's, but like, it's still something you shouldn't say. 
Right. Like that's something you keep in the locker room and you like get into, you get that into Zach's head to be like, yeah, you like, you know, we're struggling the protection here. You've got to like help us out. It's a, it's a, it's a whole thing. It's like, you know, they know they're struggling with pass protection. He knows he's struggling with holding the ball on too long and the receivers, they've got to know that they're not getting the separation. And it sucks to see that Corey Davis, who was after week one, we kind of thought was going to be like the, the wide receiver one. He's yeah. getting the least amount of separation out of all the receivers. Mm-hmm. And that includes Berrios. It includes Elijah Moore. Uh, you know, Keelan Cole got his first catch of the season this week, you know, and includes him. It's, I mean, it's a whole comedy of errors on the offense and it's not the response. It's not the, the blame doesn't fall on, on one single person. And yeah. that includes the play calling as we, as you mentioned, you know, LaFleur is a first time OC, but I don't know what the hell he was drawing up on Sunday. Are you angry with this team or cause like, I like I'm online and I see a lot of fans of different teams that are bad. Like we'll use the giants for example, because we know so many people who are giants fans, especially on the internet. Um, <laughs> and like Ethan in our Slack was like, yeah, like uh, I had like a, se- a a section of this pod that I ranted for like 10 straight minutes. And I don't have that energy for this team. No, not anymore. I don't. I mean, it, it was not even that it's not anymore. It's just, I think that this franchise is in a lot of, is in a very different place than a lot of other franchises where like, it's similar to the, the bears, um, where they're like, well, well no, it, it's really unique because this is a first year head coach, a first year quarterback and the rookies around the league. I mean, I guess the Jaguars, but like, who's even a Jaguars fan? Do they have fans that even like to even get upset I mean, over, I like, think over the team? I- if you'll find if you find a Jaguars fan that lives outside like ten miles of the city of Jacksonville, I've yet to meet them. The only one I can think of on the top of my head is Uncle Chaps from Barstool, and he lives in Texas and he's a Jaguars fan. Oh, I know one Jaguars fan, but he's more of a Saints fan because he went to school at LSU. Does that make sense? He would live. He so, grew up so in Jacksonville. This, so the Saints are like his primary team, but if he had to pick like an AFC team, it'd be the right. Jaguars. It'd be the Jaguars because yeah. he grew up in Jacksonville. And like when the, in that on that Blake Bortles run, he was all in with them. But like he's more mm-hmm. of a Saints fan. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just like in the past, like last year we had a lot of, and like even last week, uh, I had more energy to get upset about this team. Um, but like more so last year, where both of us were basically just like eating our microphones in anger. Yeah. Um, I don't have that same feeling. I have, I wouldn't call it patience. Um, I'm certainly frustrated. I'm certainly not happy with this team um, and how they've looked. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm concerned overall about this franchise. That's the I right think, word. I think that that's where I'm at right now. I mean, it's still too early with Joe Douglas to determine. Like, I mean, his, his first year draft doesn't look great. It looks, yeah, it looks, it looks, um, it looks okay. It doesn't look good. Doesn't look bad. It looks okay. This year's group is very much TBD. Um, but let's stay on that for a second because one of his picks is probably the most divisive player in the league right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Denzel Mims might play this week, and uh, he didn't play last week. I think we're done with Denver, right? Like, I mean, it's just, it was just a shit show. Um, the only the only thing that I want more than anything to get cleaned up before Sunday when they play Tennessee is I hope Robert Sala got into a conference room with Mike LaFleur and was just like and just said the words, what the fuck was that over and over? Like there's that play that's gonna be burned into my brain. And I understand that that probably was like that couldn't have been the play that he drew up, but just the three receivers doing the in route like over the over the middle of the field yeah, together. Sh- and I, it, and if you're, it had to have been a miscommunication. A hundred percent had to be that. But the fact that the three of them, it was close enough that the three of them, you know, you can't, two guys aren't going to botch that route that badly. I just can't see that happening. Someone might have ran too late or too early, and maybe someone was supposed to go like five, six yards deeper down the field. Maybe that was it. But I, I, I struggle to think that like two out of three receivers got that wrong so like, like that that's a play like i hate to like be that guy but like that's a play in madden 
called levels. And levels, right. it's a real concept in football. And, you know, there's intersection in between what's real and what's not in video games, obviously. But that is a real concept that I've heard outside of Madden, too. You know, it's the same as a hit track. Like, it's like there, there are certain types of route concepts and, and play designs. That's called a levels uh, route concept. Uh-huh. And in Madden, there's a play where they have three guys running that route, but the running back comes out of the backfield and, like, replaces that. And there was no running back. Where nope. was the running back? Right. And then, like, the tight end does a little a little uh, flag route on the other side of the formation, and that's it. But, like, right. uh, that was, a, like... I mean, you, and you, I don't think any of us saw it, like, as it happened, but, like... And that's you not go the back, reason they lost, right? Yeah. Correct. It's just, the, it's just the big, that, and then, I because I remember saying it, I remember I'm sitting in my apartment like a lunatic watching this. They're driving, they're down in the Broncos, like, side of the field. I don't remember when it was in the game. It might have been when it was, like, still, it's not, like, written in stone that this was the Broncos game. I could be completely wrong. But it's fourth and one, and they went five wide. Yeah, horrible. I don't. It was don't the most it. perplexing thing, and, and and it's like all the beat writers said the same thing that I was saying to myself. You're not even gonna keep a guy back there, not even simply just for protection, which would be a a good idea, but to even give off the illusion that you might run the ball. You're right. Going five wide, it made no sense to me whatsoever. So, like, yes, but like also, yes. Horrible play call. Agreed. Like, at least put the uh, running back back there to keep one of the, the defensive backs or linebackers, depending on if they were in nickel or dime or whatever, to keep them in the box. But, like, Mike, like Michael Carter has to catch that ball. He just does. Yeah, it, that was, the, it, that oh, was the, yeah. the drop I was talking about earlier, where that went right through his hands. And he even said after, he's like, I've made that catch a million times. I just have to make that yeah. catch. It's just I mean, and if he, ca- if he catches it, you look back on it. And his elusiveness, his speed, he very, he very well could have scored a touchdown on that play. Yeah. You know, if, he catch, if he catches that ball, there was like no one around like five, six yards around him. So there's a, ch- there's a decent chance he scores a touchdown on that play. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think, I think that, I think that uh, we're going to find out real, real soon uh, what Mike LaFleur's deal is. I think that uh, he's played three good defenses so far. Um, the Panthers have allowed, I think it was, it was a crazy stat. I'm pretty sure they've only allowed like 70 rush yards through three games. Or something That's like that. Absurd. And then the Patriots defense. I mean, Belichick eats rookies for lunch. And then the Broncos. Except for the rushing, except for the rushing attack, at least in that game. Right. But, but, well, yeah, but like I'm talking about QBs, though. Like he just yeah, eats yeah, yeah. rookie QBs, eats them for lunch. So that's why that happened. Um, and Wilson just played terrible. And then this game, I, it's Vic Fangio's defense. And they, the Broncos, are 3-0. and Now, albeit the teams they've beaten are combined 0 for 9. Um, who they beat in week two? The Jaguars. They destroyed and the Jag- uh, tra- Trevor <laughs> they Lawrence. Played this, they played three out of the four worst teams in the league. Right now they have the Ravens, the Steelers, and the uh, the Raiders coming up. So we'll see if the Broncos are for real or not. Um, but let, let me get back to what I was saying before. Um, and this goes in hand in hand actually with with the coaching. We're gonna find out real soon about Mike Lafleur uh, with his play calling if it's just him being a first-time play caller and everybody's still getting used to it. I mean, it's only been like Zach Wilson's been a professional quarterback for three weeks. Yeah. And Mike LaFleur has been calling plays for three weeks. When you lose a guy like uh napper, they're the quarterback's coach, right? Three weeks, before the season, three weeks before the season, you're going to like, you're going to have struggles from your rookie quarterback. He lost his quarterback's coach. That's not the, main reason or the only reason why Zach Wilson's been struggling, but we're going to find out a lot about how they grow and mature and whatnot, but this goes hand in hand with, with Denzel Mims, because that's a coaching decision. And Denzel Mims is the Jets second round pick from last year. Unless you've been sitting under a rock, you knew that uh, or living under a rock, not or, or sitting under a rock or sitting under a rock. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But there's a legitimate chance that he gets activated this week. I think now, that they, I think they've been, they've been, their hand has been forced. Right. You know? <laughs> There's, so Jeff Smith has a concussion. Uh, I don't know if Crowder's going to be back. I hope he is because um, he's good. He just they say is. he's trending towards it. Right. But even if he does, even he doesn't play. I mean, so it would be it would be Davis, Barrios in the slot because Elijah Moore's out. 
But right. if, if Crowder's back, then you put Crowder in the slot, and then you throw Denzel Mims there as the, thir- the third wide receiver. And you know what? Maybe he doesn't know the full playbook. I'm kind of over that at this point. There has to be – he has to know some stuff. Like, make yeah. a red zone package for him. You know, make certain packages for him where he has to – like, if he's on the field, he's a threat. Like, I don't, I, I don't understand. Like, these teams have brought in Josh Gordon over the years when he's allowed to play. And he plays the first week, and they'll throw him out for at least a, like a couple of snaps. But you tell me Denzel Mims can't get a a look. I mean, there has to be something else going on with that, where he has he's, he's in the doghouse. Well, I mean, I think he's clearly in the doghouse. I mean, but, clearly. But yeah. like, why did he get there? Is I mean, is it only because he didn't know the playbook, or like, was there something else? Is he still not a hundred percent back from when he had the stomach issue back in what is that? May now in the spring, so, yeah. Like, but I mean, it, if it was if it was that, they would have said that, right? They said if so, he was still recovering from that and he wasn't at full strength yet, they would have said that. And right. obviously, they couldn't they couldn't lie and say that it was that because he went in that first week, made a forty yard catch. He played in the preseason, so it's like they couldn't even make that up now if they wanted to. It's and there's a difference between not even like dressing him and letting him stand on the sideline and sitting him all together and not even, you know, making him a healthy scratch. Like, yeah, I just want, an- yeah, I want answers on this and we yeah. haven't been getting a clear answer on it from Sala. Um, I mean, I guess that's like my first been, been my first real gripe with Sala since he's been hired. This, this whole Denzel Mim situation is just kind of gotten out of control. Um, he's talented. He, he's a six, four wide receiver who runs like a four, three, He's a huge catch radius. I feel like that could help Zach Wilson. Right. I think so, it, I mean, and I know also he's good with he, the ball in his hands too. Like he's good with the act. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. And you got to look at it this way. Can it get worse? If he goes out there no. and, and he misses a route, he screws up a route, you know, he doesn't quite know a play or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember, but I don't yeah, think. What do they have to lose? Like, right, so like what, are they going to play Keelan Cole over him? Like, is that what's going to happen? I think, I mean, yeah, I think so. I, so think, I mean, now that he's back, yeah, they'll play. I mean, if Crowder comes back and is, can play, Mims will, I got to think that they'll suit him up. Like, I hope so. They have to, right? I mean, this, it, the, the decision making on, yeah, the decision making on offense, the, like the, the, the personnel decisions, the play calling, um, it's just been not good. It's been, it's not, it hasn't been as bad as Adam Gase, but it's been real, it's been real suspect. Well, I got to say that based on, you know, and I'm sure you saw it, I'm sure a lot of of Jets fans saw that are plugged into social media that through the first three games, the offense has been worse than Adam Gase. It was under Gase, you know, and that's, you know, not great. Not great. (laughs) All right. So I stand corrected. Maybe it is worse than Gase, but I know that. The head coach is just well. Yeah, he, he's yeah. still better than than Gase was. You know, at least yeah. he's an actual adult who. I want. You know, I want to just place all the emphasis in the world on that. Like Adam Gase, still the worst head coach that. Yeah, Salah's has def- ever coached the Jets. His defense looks good, and that they, includes Richie Kotite, who led yeah. the Jets to a one and fifteen record in the nineties. So yeah, I'm incl- very much including that. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, the decision-making's been terrible. Like, for some reason, Mike LaFleur thought it was a really good idea to leave Ty Johnson in on third downs and pass protection situations over and over and over again when it was very, very obvious after the first the first time they did that, he can't handle it. Like, you're, thrill- you're, you're asking him to block, like, Von Miller and, like, all these guys were coming in late. Like, I, I just... It made it made no sense to me why they would like Kareem like you have him like picking up blitzes from Kareem Jackson and like uh, and Von Miller I, it 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 baffled me and he played like Ty Johnson was a huge issue and I saw Marlon Mack got uh put on the block I guess from yeah that'd be a guy I'd love I mean listen I don't want the Jets wasting draft capital on a backup running back. But and because Tevin Goldman was out last week and hopefully he's back soon. Well, the only reason he was out was because they were playing at Denver. I'm pretty what sure. Do you, what do you mean? Does he Does, have? Doesn't he have sickle, sickle cell? Does he? Or something related? Because he said it was it was a non-COVID sickness, right? Or Maybe. Am I, complete, am I completely uh, making that up? 
Yeah, he does. Yeah, Tevin yeah, Coleman has sickle cell. Yeah, so he can't, so they can't play in Denver. Because you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I same with Ryan Clark, who is yeah, still watching on Twitter. I mean, he's very he was very fiery in terms of his uh, hatred yeah, he was, of – not hatred, he, but – He ended up being right, so. <laughs> he he wasn't wrong. We were, we were very yeah, angry I mean, at no, the time. But he still wasn't right. He was like, you got to give up on this kid after two years. Like, yeah. it was like, come on. All right. Yeah, he ended up being right as far as it goes with the Jets. And yeah. we need to say, as much as it remains to be seen with the Jets through three games, placing that emphasis again on remains to be seen with Sam Darnold and the, and the Panthers. You know? Yeah. You know, maybe, like, maybe we aren't ranting and raving like, we, like we've done in the past. But you know what? Jets fans should be pissed off. They should be. We're, it's 0-3 again. This team hasn't won in September in God knows how long. I, I can't remember the last time this team won a game in, in the first month of the season. Uh, 2018, when they beat the when they beat the Lions. Sam Darnold's first game. Okay, so the, and before that, it was probably... Like, so I this even, is three seasons. And three, then, three years. Three so, years. And then it was, uh, I think it was 2015, because I think I was at the first game of the season then, when they beat Cleveland. The Because... Uh, uh, Josh McCown was Josh McCown was quarterbacking for Cleveland, and that's when he like ran up to the goal line and they like helicoptered him and yeah. fumbled it in the end zone. I remember that distinctly because you know I think that was the last one before then. <laughs> but yeah, decisions like keeping Ty Johnson in uh, on third downs. I mean, I know Michael Carter's like tiny, so yeah. I guess they like that's all they could do. Um, you could, I mean, if you're if you're playing for that, if you're playing for that, like why isn't that, Perrine? That or if you're if you're if that situation you're not planning on like sending the running back out and you're sitting him back there to block does trevon wesco not exist yeah where's the michael Perrine? why isn't he activated this big dude that like you know even if he can't block a von miller at least he's a bigger guy that can like throw his body into von miller and slow him down for a second maybe yeah there was a um in the first half wilson got sacked um, shocking, I know, but <laughs> it was uh, tied. It was a third down, and Ty Johnson chipped Von Miller. I think it was Von Miller, and Morgan Moses would have had, would have been fine. He would have gotten the block. Was it not? If if it wasn't for that chip, he basically mm-hmm. just like pushed him past. Yeah, Morgan Moses was like, "Hey, here, buddy, let me help you get to the corner. <laughs> let me help you. Let me help you sack him. <laughs> you know." <laughs> So that was something that bothered me. Um, the, the 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 tight ends are awful <laughs> on this team. Like Tyler Croft and Ryan Griffin are bad. I believe was Griffin a McCagney extension or was it a Douglas believe, extension? Uh, no, that was a... Griffin got extended after the 2019 season, I think. So that might have been. Or it might have been during the 20s. So he could have been a McCagnan extension. I don't remember. Yeah. But this team plays in a lot of 12 personnel, which means you play with run, one running back and two tight ends. Um, this team can't keep on doing that. It just can't. If you're going to run in formations like that or in heavy personnel, you need an offensive line that can block. And this offensive line can't do it. There's a, a picture that's been going around, a screenshot from the All-22 of a Broncos lineman going in untouched to get Wilson. Ended up being a sack. And a Jets fan slid into Connor McGovern's DMs. And basically was like, just like 50 question marks like yo like what the fuck is this dude like he's right there and mcgovern's like you don't know shit this is i i did my job i'm covering the a gap and then you see elijah vera tucker to the left of him double helping on a double team maybe i don't know it was like i I don't know if it's a man-to-man blocking scheme or a zone blocking scheme um but it i guess it's a zone if that's why he was doing that but maybe maybe it was a delayed blitz from a linebacker stunts are giving this team issues Oh my God! Uh, this, this offensive line, a lot of issues, and that's what that was basically. And uh, I don't know, like AVT had a horrible PFF grade. Again, take those with a grain of salt. But I mean, he just yeah. didn't play well. The, the whole offensive line didn't play well. None of them got good, those good grades either. Um, 
if if it's not working, it might be time to like, you know, change it up. You know, maybe don't run that formation as much. You know, maybe run out of 11 personnel more, 10 personnel more. You know, maybe not on fourth and one. You don't do 10. But, oh, God. I saw uh, that's going to like. That's going to stick with me. Or would it be called zero personnel because you have no running backs and no tight ends in there? It might be. I mean, what the hell? I think that might be what it would be. I think think it was even worse than those five wides. I think one of the the guys out wide was was one of the running backs. I think that was even worse. It was Michael Carter who dropped the ball. Who dropped the ball. That makes it even worse. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know what? I I understand that logic of – uh, the defense has to get their personnel on the field, and so if you put a running, if you keep a running back in, technically that's still ten personnel because um, you still have a running back in, and maybe they have a tight end, so it's ele- uh, it's eleven. Um, but the you 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 make your substitution to come onto the field, and they see there's a running back, and so they put another linebacker on the field instead of a defensive back to deal with him, and then you spread him out wide. The defense is like, oh shit, we don't have the right to per- we don't have the right formate like we don't have the right personnel out here to right. cover this play so i guess you're getting a little bit of an advantage by going five wide with a running back but still it's fourth and one we've i mean we've also talked about this a lot so far so we don't need to harp on that play over and over again but that's still an example of you know not not being in the right headspace when you're calling the plays i guess i mean i i just don't know what he was thinking on on plays like that using croft and and, and griffin in excess not using denzel mims at this point um, listen, we're not in the locker room. We're not asking questions every day. Uh, and honestly, neither, the beat writers aren't in the locker room either, which I think we would probably have an answer by now if they were allowed right. uh, in the locker room after, uh, after games. But yeah, man, it's, it's just been one thing after the other with this offense. It's been really frustrating. And, uh, I mean, unless <laughs> a lot of things need to go right in order to, to turn things around for the, for this this season, this team, this franchise, um, you know, no Becton for a couple more weeks, at least uh, And like you, you think about it, you're like, damn, like that's like still, even though he wasn't playing well, that's still like somebody that you want getting reps and playing and getting right. better. And that and, affects ABT in turn. And then the offensive line gets shuffled around guys are playing where they weren't supposed to. I mean, every team is injury, so it's no excuse. Um, but it's just, it's, it's definitely frustrating yep. to see. And this week is going to be because the teams that they played, the three teams that they played, you know, um, the Panthers, the Patriots, the Panthers, the Patriots, and the Broncos, two, like three of the top defenses in the league. So it was very much a trial by fire for Zach Wilson and the offense. This week they have Tennessee. It's been, yeah. Doesn't have a very good offense, doesn't have a very good defense. They have very good offense, they don't have a very good defense. So this is this is prime for a, a bounce back week for this entire offense. Yep. You know Zach Wilson, Michael Fleur, the receivers, top to bottom. This is a perfect team to try to bounce back uh, against minus the Jaguars or someone someone like that. You know, this is who you want to line up against. And then next two weeks, actually, I mean, it's the Titans and then it's the Falcons. So it's these are the, like, these are the it's a chance to get setup. back on track. Yeah, right. you're set up for there. success. I said it. I said it before the game started. I'm not. I wasn't expecting a win. I wasn't expecting anything special. What I wanted to see from Wilson was like two touchdowns and like no turnovers. We got. It was like uh, what are pawn stars. It was like best I can do is zero touchdowns and two interceptions. <laughs> and granted, one of the interceptions wasn't his fault. It was a Braxton Berrios drop that fell right into one of the defensive backs' arms. So that wasn't really yeah. a big thing. And then the first interception was a rookie mistake. He, like, Jay Feely called that out immediately when he saw it. He's like, he just threw the ball too late. But yeah. he, threw it, he threw it as whoever he was throwing to was making the cut, pretty much. And the defensive mm-hmm. back just saw it, like, immediately. Like, yeah. you know, and, and once you're watching the replay, and I'm sure Wilson saw it, too, like, when he was looking at it. He's like, yeah, you know, you got to be earlier with it. Yep. So, the Titans... Uh, well, let's do uh, let's do things that have gone on this week first before we get to the Titans, because um, that that'll tie in nicely with you know we'll, we'll get to injuries and there have been a few uh, and some some news and notes. Um, also, one more thing. Um, 
Is, are those your bubbles again, Connor? Whoops. <laughs> I'm texting without looking. And as Jesse told me before we signed on, he's like, "You, Connor, your texting noise is extremely loud. And uh, that's news to me. So, yeah. <laughs> but by so, all means, um, continue. I, I, I never want to hear a head coach say, damn, but we had a really good week of practice. So I don't know what happened out there. Never want to hear that again from any coach ever. ever. Just, just, ever. just don't say it, man. Just don't say it. All right, moving on. That's all I'm saying. It's putting on that. Um, so Jeff Smith is concussed. He got into a car accident on the way to practice this morning, which is Wednesday. Uh, he's okay. But when he got to the facility, they diagnosed him with a concussion. He's not going to play this week. Um, other news and notes. Uh, Marcus May is going to be out three to four weeks with an ankle injury. Um, he, he, he's, that's not good. Um, we'll get more, we'll get into more of that in a second. Elijah Moore did not practice, did not participate in practice on Wednesday concussion. He's not going to play this week. Um, Frost was listed in the injury report with a rib. He participated limited, uh, limitedly today. And so did Crowder. So those are the injuries. Uh, Jamison Crowder, not sorry, excuse me, Marcus May um, is out for three to four weeks with an ankle injury. And when that got reported, uh, his agent got really excited and tweeted out, should be back fully healthy just before the trade deadline with the shake hands emoji. Um. Marcus, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, that's pretty, uh, so pretty like, telling. So you know? he's obviously upset about his contract situation, and I think that he has every right to be upset. Um, I hate the franchise tag. I think it's stupid. And, uh, yeah, so that's where I stand on that. Um, and that's what Marcus May is dealing with. He's been franchise tagged two years in a row now. And uh, or did they even use it last year? Did they use the friend? Yeah, I think it was two years in a row. He's been franchise tagged. Uh, your agent tweeting that out. If your agent tweets that out, that's basically just a message to the team. Like be like, Joe, trade me. Pretty trade, much. trade, trade him. Be like, perfect. He's going to be healthy. You're going to be the Jets are going to be bad. Like this Eric Burkhardt guy. I mean. I. He's got some big clients. Well, so yeah. Bradley Chubb, um, <laughs> Kyler, Frank Clark. Um, so he's got some big. He's got some big uh, guys. Good for him. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you got to be. I, I'm not going to call him an asshole. He's not an asshole. He, he didn't do. Any, he didn't really do anything wrong. I'm just frustrated that our best defensive player wants to, wants out. And you know what? I didn't think the Jets should have, like, I don't think they should resign him this offseason, even before this happened. But that's not something you want to. Your best, he's the he's one of the three best defensive players on the team. And that's not what, like, you don't want Marcus showing up tomorrow and Quinn and being like, uh, so what, are you going to get traded, dude? Like, is that what yeah. your agent was telling, like, was talking about? Like, you don't need that in the locker room. No. Uh, so hopefully, like, Sala, like, comes, comes to him and is like, hey, like, what's that all about? And maybe, like, figures that out. Because uh, he strikes me as somebody who's, you know, a player's coach, somebody who can Cause that's be a player, also, I mean, cause, cause that's on to. That's on Douglas. It's not It's not a reflection on, you know, Sala. He probably right, but Sala, too. Yeah, but, you know, you're the head coach. You want to talk to the – you want to talk to your, your guys and yeah. make sure that they're in the right headspace and whatnot. And if I was the head coach, that's what I would do. I'd be like, if, if – head coach of any team, any level, you know, if one of your players tweets something out on social media or has their representation tweet something out insinuating that, that you want out, that's something right. you got to address as the leader of the, of the locker room, you know, mm-hmm. as the head coach, I'm sure that he'll take care of that. And, you know, we won't hear anything about his contract any, anymore, anytime soon. Um, but that wasn't good. That was the, uh, the big news of the day. Um, so Titans. Titans. Are we gonna get a Corey Davis revenge game? Man, I, I'd sure like to. You know what? What did he say today? That you know it, it stung a little bit that they didn't want to resign him. 
Yeah, but he also said, "Is is it, someone asked, is it a revenge game?" And he said, "Honestly, not really." So. Well, I mean, it got it. I mean, some some guys are gonna say like, "Yeah, like you want to go out there and beat them." Some guys aren't. You know, Davis obviously strike obviously is in the uh, latter camp. But, he seems you know. like yeah, he, he doesn't seem like somebody who would do something like that. Um, right. It. Do I utter the words, Connor? Uh oh. Do I say? Do I say what this game is? Is it even worth worth my breath? <sighs> I don't think so. I don't know if you want to utter it at this point. I mean, it's a must win. Oh, it's a must win, and and like. It, I have to say that I'm obligated. I'm obligated to say that uh, <laughs> just because of like, like, you know, like the, um, there's a Twitter account, like it's called like technically, I guess. And it's basically like, it's based, that's basically what it is. Like they'll post something and like, it'll be correct, but they'll be right. like, your, be like, your response be like, yeah, technically, I guess, <laughs> you know, it's technically a must win game, I guess. Like, there's no like stakes or like any like any consequence. Like they're already zero and three. <laughs> like, right. What's the worst that can happen? Zero and four. Oh. I want to change your must win to must compete. Yeah. Okay. I like that better. They must be. They, they must, must be competitive. And so here, here's my reasoning as to why it's a must compete. AJ Brown's out. Julio might be out. Yeah. And if that's the case, they have one guy that you have to worry about in that offense. And it's Derrick Henry. And he's their best player. Who happens to be, be like, the the reigning rushing champ, you You know, know. who ran for 2,000 yards and is 6 foot 5 and 230 and can run a 4'3". impossible to tackle, you know. Absolute specimen. (laughs) And the Jets have struggled with tackling. But one thing that they haven't struggled with is their – their pass defense. It's been really impressive so far through three games. And, and obviously the bar isn't that high, but you know, this is a top 10 defense right now, technically, I guess, but it is, it's, it's a top 10 defense right now based on the the metrics and whatnot. And it's because of the the secondary, the second, and they just lost their best player in the secondary Marcus May. So you're going to have Ashton Davis, who's Davis back probably. healthy now. And then I think they'll have to bring up Sheldon Redwine from the practice squad if they even re-sign. One of the, who, else they br- who else they bring up? They br- someone else came off, off of uh, file today, too. Um, I think it was another second piece of the secondary. Might have been Davis. I think it was... It was, it was, da- it was definitely Davis. But I, think I, think it was Ashton, was... I think it was Ashton Davis. Yeah. So this is a... this is, And you mentioned this before. This is a, a Titans team whose defense has not been good. All right, they have let up. Let me see. I'm gonna. I'm going as fast as my computer can go, folks. They they lost. They're they're two and one. Um, and they lost. Their one game they lost was to the Cardinals in Week One. Um. So they let up 38 points that week, 33 the next week, and then 16 versus the Colts. The Colts are not good. But neither are the Jets. So you're probably going to see something similar to what the Colts did. Like, and by similar, I mean just you know comparatively to what the Cardinals and Seahawks scores were. Where the Jets aren't scoring 30 points, folks. It's just not happening. So no. if they if they do, what should I do if they do? What if they what if they do score 30 points? I I, I honestly don't even know what like, I do. That's like that's not like like jump in a river, ta- get a tattoo worthy, <laughs> right? Like no. that's not. No, 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 no. I don't care. I mean, it doesn't even matter. And they need angels. They need to. Well, first of all, they need to just not get shut out. <laughs> like when we say compete, don't go out there and lose like six to nothing or something like that. Like you got to go out there, got to score points. If six points, six points in the last two games, no touchdowns. You know, like they got to go out there. They got to score points. The offense just has to play better. They need to yeah. be just. They need to be better. They need to like go out there and actually look like a competent NFL offensive unit, you know. Yeah, and and so That's... this 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 Titans team has struggled on defense, and they're going to be without their second best wide receiver. Or I don't even. I mean, I don't know who is better at this point, AJ Brown or. It's, I think or it's AJ Brown. So, regardless, they're two 
Pro Bowl, I guess I'd call them, because I don't know if AJ was all pro, but two basically all pro wide receivers are going to be most likely be out. One for sure. AJ Brown is a hamstring issue. He won't be playing. And then you'll have to deal with Derrick Henry. So you just stack that you stack, you put eight in the box and you deal with him that way. And it should be a low scoring affair. Um, I'm not expecting a lot of points. I mean, I think that Derrick Henry will probably rush for like 150 r- yards and at like, least uh, like a couple touchdowns touch, or something. Like a touchdown or two. Um, but that's like worst case scenario. This defense strength is its interior, you know, like it, it's rush defense on paper. Hasn't been that much of the case so far. Um, but even if Julio does play, I think we, we the, the secondary deserves a little bit of love. Michael Carter, the second, uh, was the highest rated rookie defensive back in the league last week with like a 75 PFF rating. Um, again, always take those with grains of salt, but that is encouraging to say the least. And overall, I mean, it's just, we haven't seen, like, I, there hasn't been other than that Robbie Anderson touchdown. There hasn't been one big play against this team. Um, correct right. me if I'm wrong. I can't think of anything outside of that Robbie touchdown. There was that James. Anything that wasn't directly caused pretty much. There was a big play that happened on Sunday, but that was like. Or so, like, Teddy got, like, a, I don't know, what was it, like, 30, 35 yard, maybe 40 yard pass. But I was, because it's, like, they didn't get into the backfield. He had so much time, and I think one of the receivers was just able to get away from whoever was covering him. Wasn't that Tim Patrick who had that crazy sideline catch? Was that what it was? Maybe. I don't remember. By the way, if he's available, snag him in your fantasy league, folks. Tim Patrick's good. Also, we should say, if we're, talking about the defense that I'm fairly certain that the only only quarterback that's thrown over 200 yards against him so far was Sam Darnold. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Ted, you know. Teddy had, Teddy had a couple touchdowns, but I think he, he, he didn't hit 200 and we know Matt Jones didn't. So let's see, let's see if we can, uh, we can get that up real quick and see. And Mac Jones certainly did not. And he did not look good last week either, but no, no rookie. Not a single rookie quarterback has looked legitimately good. Teddy had 19 of 25 for 235. Damn it, really? He didn't really have to do that much, though. Why did I think he had under 200? Whatever. You know, I was yeah. wrong. I mean, he was efficient, and he played. He, he looks really good. Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Two Gloves looked really good. Teddy Two Gloves. Teddy yeah, Roosevelt. I, I think the key to the Jets winning against the Titans uh, is obviously stopping Derrick Henry. Um, That's it. Tannehill, if he doesn't have his weapons, uh, AJ Brown and and Julio, I'm not I'm not really afraid of much else. And this is the worst defense they've played so far. So it's really simple: be better than you've been the last three weeks. That's it. Bars That's all you low. Do. Keep it within a touchdown and score points. That's it. Mm-hmm. You're home. You're home again. Like this is at MetLife. It's not going to be rocking like it was week two. But go out there, show the home fans that you give a shit, that you care about. Like, you know. It could get rocking. I think they'll they'll probably sell out because fans still want to go to these games. It's it's been so long. I think they're they're gonna attendance will be up across the board and for every team this year because there are gonna be so many fans that want, yeah. just want to go to a football game. Right. You know. Um. And obviously it'll decrease once the teams are bad. Like I don't think in week 15 anybody's gonna be going to a home game for the Jets when it's 10 degrees outside. In December. <laughs> and they're and they're like like one in like 12, <laughs> like no, no one's going to that game. But for the time being, when the weather's still nice, you'll still get a, a good sized crowd. And right. Hey, who knows? Maybe if you win, if you win this week, you get the Falcons in London next week. And then after that, you have, the, you go to Foxborough and you face the Patriots again and you get to see them again. And the Patriots aren't good. Neither of the jets. I know, but you, you never know. And then it's, and then you're three and three, which folks isn't going to happen. Right. It's not. Just need to stress that. For the best I said, case scenario. I said that, but but it's still <laughs> it's still something that you want to see happen. Obviously, we're Jets fans. We want this to see. We want we want to see this happen. But week four, Titans, Titans, Titans. All you got to do, if 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 Julio's out, you're you're. It's it's real simple. Stop Derrick Henry. That's it. Stack the box every play. You know. That's, so. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's uh that's the key to the game for the Jets. I mean, I wish we, could, we know. 
I know. I wish we like. I wish this team was better, so we could like have more fun and like go into X's and O's and. Yeah, or even just like even just competing, like we said, like we we felt good after when we were talking to when we, a couple weeks ago. We felt good after that Panthers game. Like I, I just want to get to that. Yeah, I mean we were, we weren't left with a bad taste in our mouth because we dominated the second half. Right. I still think the Jets are capable of looking like that second half team. Um, it just so happens that you faced Belichick and Fangio in weeks two and three. You know, so we'll see. Uh, we probably know what's going to happen. You know, the Jets are probably going to lose this game. Um, what's the spread? Is it? Because it was like 10 and a half last week for. Yeah, for Denver. For Denver. Uh, I want to say it opened smaller than that, which was surprising. Well, because the Jets My... are home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I want to say like I saw someone say it was like eight. Seven. Jets are plus seven. They're a touchdown dog. And uh, they haven't covered since. Oh, no. I don't know if I want to know. Can you guess? Do do we play a game? I don't know. Sometime in 2019. No, there's no way. We covered last year. We definitely covered last Dude, year. Come on. Last year, last year ended up being such a blur. I don't even remember. Like 2020, the last time we covered. Nah, this isn't gonna give it for me. Let's see. Last time the Jets covered the spread. Let's see what Google has to say about this. Um. Oh, there's covers.com. Oh, look at that. Um, wow, we're at plus 25,600 to win the AFC championship. That's value, folks. Get your bets in, folks. <laughs> it's happening. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to show me what I'm looking for. Maybe if I no. Oh, wait, maybe this. Nope, just brings back to the same page. Yeah, so I uh, I'm not gonna be able to find this, but it's been uh it's been a little bit since the uh oh wait, this is last ten. I don't know. Maybe if I go previous season. This isn't entertaining. No one wants to listen to this. <laughs> all right. Uh I think that's all we got, right? Yeah, I think so. All right, folks. Well, we'll be back next week. Um we'll see if we can hopefully we it's a more positive pod. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we can get our spirits up for next week. Uh, guest is TBD, and uh, yeah, that's all we got. Hope I'll you guys. See. Hope you guys. And I can't use. I can't say enjoy. I hope you guys uh, tolerate Sunday. Hope you guys tolerate Sunday. <laughs> Don't we Peace. all?